Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Decided to sleep in? Missed your favorite morning show? Yeah, don't worry. It's the Morning After Podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With their pre-owned personal shopper, your requests will be personally handled by their team of salespeople, sales managers, and vehicle buyers, meaning you got someone looking out for you the whole way. And with Easy Peasy Loan Approval, they've got you taken care of in a way that doesn't require a social security number or trigger a credit inquiry. So go check them out, Treasure Valley Subaru at the Idaho Center. Now, for Nick and Big J. Take it away, boys. We are present and accounted for on this Friday morning. Good morning to you, your family, your loved ones. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there. Yeah. Halfway through the month of July, it is the 15th today. Happy Friday to you and yours. How's the month of July treating you so far, Big J? Yeah, the midway pretty, point? yeah pretty good, man. Would you give it a C? No, I'd give it a B. Okay. Give it a B. But that could change. I mean, uh, the outlook in the forecast, oh, man. I was so happy because it was like, ah, oh, it's summer. It seemed to delay itself, but it's catching up. Yes, that it is. And I, I God, I, I've got, I know people. I'm friends with people who work outside, and I just, it's it's got to be horrific. Yeah, no doubt about it. Man, I mean, every day it's supposed to be 100 plus. So stay cool, stay hydrated, do what you can. I mean, you had limited exposure to the outside yesterday. Were you miserable for the two hours you are out there? No, it was okay. There was a breeze. There you go. It was a brief period of time. Sometimes it's all you need to break it up a little bit. Not on a roof or you know, no. sitting on asphalt. Yeah, it's true. You're not digging ditches out there. Uh, you're just standing there hoping people say hello to you. Hey, come get me something for free. And I'm sure they did. Here's some free ice cream. Uh, there's another opportunity for that. If you want to hang out with Big J, you'll be out tomorrow at the Caldwell Event Center for the Team Mazda sale, which is pretty awesome. And then I believe in your own personal time, it's Hempfest time, right? Uh, yeah, Hempfest. And yeah, I've got plans this, this weekend. I love it. I love it. Plans are good. We have plans for a show today that includes Big J's What Are They Gonna Do Fire Me Song of the Day. He's back this Friday, therefore he will take that back over. We also have an opportunity for you to go to Pop Evil, that show coming up on the 6th of August. At the Knitting Factory Concert House, tickets to the X-Fest Battle of the Bands coming up on July 29th. Also will be up for grabs over the course of the show today. Uh, if all goes well, our friend Robert, at least from Things & Company, will be popping by as uh, their summer vacation is over. And they will return to some performances at the Lounge at the End of the Universe. We'll talk a little bit about that this morning. If the stars align in our favor. And we'll play music, damn it, on this very show. We'll start the show with a little song from Filter. Hey, man, nice shot. It's kicking things off here this morning on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. On The Morning After with Nick and Big J. 2017, Big J. That was the last time the NBA had any kind of remote presence here in the Treasure Valley. That was the year the former D-League champion Idaho Stampede moved to Orem, Utah. Uh, They were then renamed the Salt Lake City Stars, which is where they remain. Of course, that's when we had a D-League team, and then they changed the D-League to the G-League because, well, Gatorade gave them a bunch of money, Big J. Ooh. And so we haven't had any kind of NBA presence since that happened, but the NBA and the WNBA announced yesterday that will change. That beginning in November of this year and then going by 2027, the NBA is headed into this particular market to help launch a youth basketball league for boys and girls aged 16, 6 to 14 
called NBA Junior. The league announced that along with Boise, Seattle, Sacramento, Las Vegas, San Antonio, Omaha, Louisville, Philadelphia, Washington, D.C., and New Orleans would also have extensions of this particular program. It's an opportunity to provide youth across social, economic, racial, and gender lines access to recreational basketball and do so in an organized manner that includes touring around and playing in particular exhibition games. And so this is for, like, the early development of boys and girls that don't have access to basketball and also have a chance to learn a little bit about the sport by the premier people in the league. So, pretty neat little announcement. Yeah, look at the NBA being uh, ahead of the game and trying to keep interest in, uh, you know, their game. Not only that, but but picking Boise as one of the ten cities in the U.S. to launch it in. I mean, outside of Omaha, Nebraska, there aren't any small, you know, markets in this particular Omaha. lineup. But everybody else has either already a NBA team attached to it or is a fairly big city. So nice that we're getting a little notification. What's this means for down the road? I don't know. I can't say the NBA is looking for a Boise expansion team. But I can tell you that it's nice to have their presence back in the Treasure Valley. So this league's going to fire up in November and go from there. So get ready for the Here's NBA Junior. And the WNBA Junior, as a matter of fact. Cameron Young is uh, tied for the lead currently right now at the British Open after the first round of play in St. Andrews in Scotland yesterday. He fired an eight under 64. He had a two-shot lead over Rory McIlroy, but uh, Justin Thompson has come roaring back early this morning to tie Cameron Young at eight under. Of course, he doesn't tee off for another 45 minutes or so. But Tiger Woods not having a very good day yesterday, that's for sure. He ended up struggling a little bit with a 7-over, and he is struggling again this morning, so he may not make the cut at the British Open. Make the cut. Make the, He needs a 66, he said. To make the so, cut. Not going to happen. He's not on pace for that today. <laughs> it's not going to happen. It was his second-worst score yesterday in his Open career, so not great. Not great at all. Big J, if you're a Lord of the Rings fan, yesterday was a big day for you. Amazon Prime released the first teaser trailer for the Lord of the Rings prequel series, The Rings of Power, yesterday. Series has already been greenlit for a second season. It's set to debut in September, so it is a prequel to the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit series. This is completely original stuff that they've kind of taken from the world building that uh, J.R.R. Tolkien did and are trying to build on it. We'll see if they do any good for it. But they paid a ton of money and are paying a ton of money. And like they're just throwing money at this series. So they better hope a bunch of people are going to watch this thing. And they better hope they did a good job. Because this is the kind of mistake that could come back and haunt somebody if it doesn't do as good as they want it to do. So Rings of Power, the teaser is out now. It's only about a minute, 23 seconds. But it gives you a little bit of an idea of the visuals of the show if you're looking forward to it. as you might be. Red Hot Chili Peppers there. That's Danny California here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Big J, not so much anymore, but when you were getting into the workforce and a young man, busting your ass, just kind of paying your dues, getting by, I imagine at some point there were some financial struggles in your life, right? Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, when you were maybe living paycheck to paycheck and waiting for payday and waiting with bated breath. And that made things hard and difficult, and it made it probably also teach you a lesson or two about a thing or two. 
But I wonder, Big J, if you were paid every single day for the work that you did, like at the end of the day, you got yourself a paycheck, obviously a significantly less one than the one you would get every two weeks or bi-weekly or however the opportunity came. If you got paid at the end of the week, I'm not sure. But do you think that would help you with your money problems? If you, at the end of the day, you knew you got paid for the work that you did and you were able to get paid on a daily basis, would that help you? Ah, uh, no, probably not. Yeah, I would think it would be the opposite as well, because there's a lot of companies that have gotten gone to this option here in the United States because it's more and more prevalent that their younger workers want a paycheck at the end of every day. Uh, basically, uh, because a lot of people in that particular position are faced with low entry-level pay, getting paid daily helps them stay on top of their bills, they say. But there's more to it than that. Don't forget that... Our younger generations, the people that are just getting into the workforce now that are working in those entry-level jobs, they grew up in what has become an on-demand world. You understand? Right. Like, everything is available immediately at the touch of a button. And that translates to their pay as well. They're like, why do I have to wait every two weeks when I can get anything I want at my phone at a daily basis? And so they decided that it might be good to change it up. Now, I would say that as somebody that wasn't as financially responsible as I am now, if I got money at the end of every day, I'd probably spend it faster than what I... What I found, what I discovered looking back now was, yes, things were tight when I was getting started in my 20s, but what getting paid twice a month did was, whether I liked it or not, taught me how to budget. You understand? It taught me how to, okay, I need to make this particular amount of money last this particular long. And if I'm getting paid, you know, what, say $70 every day, is that going to translate to me learning how to make things or budget things out or understand when bills are due or do all that kind of stuff? I mean, if I'm getting paid $70 a day, is that going to help me knowing I have a $130 uh, power bill due at the end of the month? No, it means every night's steak night, man. Right. That's exactly it. It's like, oh, don't worry, I got I got more money coming in tomorrow. Everything's going to be okay. And while that optimism may lead to good things, I feel like it could lead to f- additional financial irresponsibility at that particular age. I don't think I would be smart enough at that point and know enough about budgeting to know that I would have to put some of that aside. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's because if I had money, I had that meant I was able to go out and do things and I could have some fun. And then I would worry about the consequences later. Whereas if I had my paycheck every two weeks it would be like all right i know this bill is due this bill is due this bill is due i can pay those three now what do i have left over and it's a little bit more difficult to do that when you get paid every day but hey listen if it works out for you it works out for you again i didn't grow up in this on-demand world where everything was available so maybe as you grow up in this world you're able to see things a little bit differently for me it would be probably a disaster But that option is going to be out there, and maybe as a 45-year-old, that'd be better. If you were given the option to get paid every day, Big J, now, at this age, would you take it? Knowing it's going to be the same amount of money, it's just how it is given to you. Would that be preferable to you, or do you you not mind, or can you wait for the paydays to come? I mean, probably, you probably want to go with what was the happening thing. I mean, you know, if that was the standard. Well, nobody knows when you're getting paid. It's not like you have to succumb to peer pressure. Well, you never know. I mean, these days, I feel I'm like I'm not sure I, anybody's going to make fun pressure. of you for uh, for getting paid every day or not getting no, paid. No, I want to be old fashioned. All right, that's fine. I don't think I would make that change either. But again, it's a different world, and we grew up a different way, and we get we're used to a different particular thing. 
but I'm not sure getting paid every day is necessary. We're also talking about that you used to have to wait for a paycheck to come in the mail. Yes, you used to have to wait for a paycheck to come in the mail. I worked at plenty of places where I wasn't 100% certain that check was going to clear when it came. So the second it came to you, you ran to the bank as quickly as possible to hopefully deposit it and it would not bounce or cash it so that you then could put it in your account just to make sure you had that actual money coming your way. Uh, so yeah, things have certainly changed. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few minutes, Big J's going to play a song for you. It's next on the X Rocks. That is a great song from Crowbot. It is Gasoline. It is Big J's What Are They Going to Do? Fire Me song of the day. And now we ask you, why are you picking that song, Big J? Well, hey, fans uh, of uh, the band Crowbot are called Beardos. And Nick, I had a beard. That's true. So once. They chopped it off. And uh, so uh, as a part of a deal uh, made uh, as a challenge to raise some money, uh, I said I you know, I would keep a mustache uh, and nothing else uh, throughout uh, the uh, six-week period of time, Nick. And so I, had let, uh, let, I hadn't shaved in a couple days, and so I was getting some pretty, uh, pretty uh, decent stubble there. And I did an Instagram post here uh, to uh, promote uh, one of the live broadcasts I was doing, and uh, said person who's a friend, uh, it said, hey, you got a lot of stubble there, pal. What's going on? It hasn't been six weeks. And I'm like, man, I'm going broke on razors over here. And then he's like, hey, shouldn't you be getting Harry's? That's right. Remember you used to do Harry's? I do remember that. And I'm like, yeah, it's not, I don't think that's happening anymore. But uh, so I'm like, all right, I'll go shave. So I, t- I get home and I tell the wife, I'm like, uh, listen, I got busted on not shaving here for the last couple days. So I got to go. I'm going to go get a straight razor shave at the Beardsmith. And she's like, hasn't it been six weeks already? And I'm like, calm down. And, and, and she was, she's like, she wants my beard to grow back already. And I'm starting to get insecure. Yeah, your wife hates your face. Yeah. I'm like, listen, for for years, you've heard this program and me talk about how handsome I think I am. <laughs> my wife doesn't even want to see my bare face. What the hell she is She needs going as much on? surface area covered as possible I, in I, hair. I don't know how to feel about it. So, yeah, I went and shaved yesterday, <laughs> and uh, I got a couple more weeks here of uh, doing that. But uh, I don't know what's, uh, which whose grief do I want to take. Uh, friend who donated $1,000 or the wife. I I'm, mean, it's a tough decision, right? It is tough, but I've, I'm glad that you chose to back up what you said you were going to do. That was the right yeah. play. Uh, and yes, taking a little bit of grief from the wife uh, is good. It's a nice... It, it, it does mean that when you shave the beard, it means something, too. There's an added value to you losing it, not just for charity, not just for, you know, fun, but also that it, it does lead to you getting essentially uh, clowned in your own home. Listen, uh, what you might realize if you pay enough attention to this show anyways is that that's a constant thing that <laughs> hasn't changed for a very long time. It just gives you them another reason. And I'm just now becoming uh, aware of this clowning. <laughs> well, you mostly have a beard, so you don't have to deal with it. Uh, clown, going to get some clown shoes one of these days. <laughs> Kick some some ass. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your What You're Going to Do Fire Me song of the day. <laughs> On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Glad to see you survived yesterday, my friend. As two social media giants experienced global outages on Thursday. Did you experience any of the disruptions? No. In Twitter and Instagram yesterday? No, not really. Well, boy, howdy. They were down worldwide. Uh, You must have just chosen those particular moments not to be on your phone. But uh, Twitter users across the world... Basically had some disruptions in service throughout Thursday morning. 
And then uh, that ended around 11 o'clock our time where there were some, it was up and down, up and down, up and down kind of a thing. And then as the afternoon rolled in, Instagram was crashing for a ton of users as well. The website downdetector.com that reports uh, trackage and tracks outage reports submitted by users indicated a large spike in Twitter disruption starting at around 6 o'clock our time in the morning and then wrapping up around 11 o'clock our time. And then right around 4.30 Eastern or 2.30 our time, Instagram had about 200,000 complaints on the Down Detector website. The issues would automatically close users out from the social media app, and it appeared to fix itself right around 6 o'clock our time. So there was some downtime where if you were having issues with Twitter and Instagram, you weren't the only ones. What it was, we'll never know, but just know that you're okay. Let's back up. Oh, you know what? That did happen to me. I did try to open Instagram, and then it crashed. There you go. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Good for you. Moving on with your life, right? Yeah. I'm like, all right. Just went on to the next social media app, didn't you? No, I, I, I probably went on to doing something important. <laughs> you just took a break from that important thing for Instagram? Yeah. And then it wouldn't open up? And it got you right back on track? Amazing. Maybe it should go down more often. Phoenix Suns matched the Indiana Pacers' $133 million four-year offer to DeAndre Ayton yesterday, which kind of surprises everybody. They wanted to keep the center, according to media reports. Now, he was the number one pick in the 2018 draft. He was eligible for a pretty big extension, according to reports, but he didn't get one. And so he became a restricted free agent this summer, which meant the Suns had a chance to match any offers, which they did quickly after the Pacers offered him up and they came to terms. So now, don't forget, the Suns are kind of in the Kevin Durant mix. Now, there are uh, conflicting reports that they might offer up Aiton in a sign-and-trade deal with the Nets to grab Kevin Durant, but there's also reports that came out yesterday that, like, the Suns are saying, we will go ridiculously over the luxury tax in order to grab Kevin Garnett and get a title. So they may eat this contract with DeAndre Aiden and then also trade for Kevin Garnett or Kevin uh, Durant, but I don't know if they have the actual resources to do so. They might, they're going to have to give up something to give him, to get him. What it's going to be, I don't know. Or if they're able to get him at all. But they're not messing around, I guess, to spend money. Which was surprising, having saw Game 7 of the Suns when their, when their season came to an end. And Aiton was barely on the floor for any of the games. Now, granted, the Suns were out of this game very early. But still, I was shocked. I was like, man, that's going to be his last game in a Suns uniform. And he played like eight minutes. That's it. Wow. Uh, they didn't have him in the game. And it was a blowout from the word go. But we'll see what they end up doing if they move him or not. But he's uh, heading back to Phoenix, at least for now, for four years, $133 million. We have a release date for the brand new Beavis and Butthead television show. Uh, Maybe you've watched the movie, which is available now, Beavis and Butthead Do the Universe. It's up on Paramount+. And now August 4th has been released as the date that you will get new episodes of the Beavis and Butthead TV show. What that will uh, contain, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's just the animated uh, adventures of, or they plan on uh, kind of rotating music videos back into the swing of things. I don't know, but you'll have to tune in to find out and know that it's happening August 4th and it will be available on Paramount Plus if you want to continue your Beavis and Butthead fun. After with Nick and Big J on 100.3, the X rocks. We're going to Hell Internacional this morning as we head over to Ireland for today's We're Going to Hell story. Oh, Ireland. And <laughs> and it's important to note that real life is not a movie, man. 
No. I mean, you can see a lot of things happen in movies and think, hey, that's pretty cool. But odds are it's in the movie for a reason. Because any attempt at that particular act in reality would not lead to the hilarity that happens in the movies. I.e., in particular, I'm talking about a movie that actually spawned a sequel because it was so successful. It was in the 80s. It starred Andrew McCarthy and it starred Jonathan Silverman. Does this ring a bell at all? Oh, yeah. Uh, Weekend at Bernie's. That's right. Uh, and what is the premise of Weekend at Bernie's, Big Uh The boss man or the friend, or I don't remember specifically, uh, died and they needed him to be alive. Uh, I think in order to stay at his place. I think they needed him to be alive because there was a gigantic like business party happening and they had to yeah. pretend everything was okay. And so, so that- uh, you know, they somehow magically... Uh, stopped the decomposition of a human body <laughs> and uh, manipulated him so people thought he was still alive. Yeah. And in the movie, it led to a lot of laughs. It led to a lot of crazy antics. And everybody had a good time with essentially a dead body. Right? Yeah. Not. <laughs> now, <laughs> one would on. think automatically, if you were to try that in real life, it isn't going to work. Well, first, it's going to smell real bad. And that is what 40-year-old Declan Haughty of Ireland found out as he decided he was going to use that particular movie as, I don't know, something of a plan when his uncle, his 66-year-old uncle, Peter Doyle, ended up passing away. But, see, Declan knows a little bit about Petter's life, and he's like, you know what? He's got a payroll check coming later on this night, this, this, this week. Maybe if I can get a friend to help me prop up my uncle, we can go to the post office, collect this check, and then cash it in, man, you know? Whoa. And then, listen, we'll, we'll, you know, take him, deal with the body afterwards. Well, uh, unfortunately for uh, Deacon and his buddy, it didn't go as well as they had thought. They couldn't keep the body upwards in the post office. Right away, the post office noticed something was wrong, mostly because the one person was slumped over constantly. And also, yes, Big J did smell pretty badly. And so they ended up calling the police. The police showed up, found out, of course, this gentleman was dead, and then arrested both Deacon and his friend for the charges of, of course, messing around with a dead body. That's never fun. Attempted deception and attempted theft. Now, uh, for his side of the thing... Deacon is fighting the charges. He claims that his uncle died suddenly while at the post office receiving the check. He's like, hey, listen, my uncle walked in there alive, and now he's dead. Yeah, but he was alive when he walked in there. But uh, you realize there's a thing called science, right, Big J? And so they're able to do a postmortem examination and figure out, okay, what was the at least estimated time of death? And they say that he passed away about two days earlier. Now, here's the good news, Big J, if there's any. They, it's very clear that the uncle died of natural causes. So it's not like this guy did something terrible to yeah, his they uncle. they did murder him. And then try, exactly, and then try to drag his body to the post office for the results of the check. It is believed that Deacon kind of came in to check in on his uncle, found out that he was dead, and then decided to hatch this plan from there. Oh, oh, bad plan all the way around. But uh, he's not doing court until the fall. Well, they'll figure this whole thing out. But we got a real-life Weekend at Bernie's situation that that worked out not quite as funny as Weekend at Bernie's or even as sad as Weekend at Bernie's 2 when they tried to go back to the well. And nobody remembers that movie for a reason. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X-Rocks. 
It's Nine Inch Nails. That is closer here on the morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. It was the butt of a lot of our jokes. Big J beginning in 2019 because we thought it was funny. We thought it was a fad. We weren't sure how long it was going to last. And the answer, at least apparently according to The Atlantic, has become 2022. I'm talking about the fad of hard seltzers. Remember how adamant you were against them and how you thought they were uh, terrible and a bad idea in a modern day wine cooler. And they lasted a little bit longer than that. But for the first time since they were introduced in 2019 to mass marketplace, the amount of sales for hard seltzers has gone down dramatically. So they feel like maybe just maybe this particular angle of things might be on its way out the door. There will always be some available to you, but I think like I mean I don't know when the last time it was that you perused the alcohol section no, of your local groceries. No, it's all seltzers. All dude. it is is hard seltzers these days. It's all of it. And uh, it's because it took up a fairly big part of the marketplace from 2019 to 2022. But now things are starting to go the other way, uh, partly because of the bandwagon of what it is. Uh, according to the Atlantic, the big reason is because they've oversaturated the marketplace. Uh, when it began in 2019, there was like White Claw that kind of made its way onto the scene, and then there was like a direct competitor. And now, no BS, there are more than 150 different brands that just talk about hard seltzers currently. And they may have just tipped over the market and made it unsustainable. On top of that, a lot of people are starting to lose their taste for it. Because uh, if you believe a lot of the surveys, one of the biggest reasons why people don't enjoy hard seltzers is they don't think they taste very well. And a big reason for that is, you know, there's a lot of different kind of flavored drinks alcohol-wise on the marketplace. There's Mike's Hard Lemonade. There's all sorts of stuff. One of the things that's really different when it comes to the actual stuff that's on the marketplace that's different from the hard seltzers is they use some sugar to overcome the taste of the really cheap alcohol that they're using and hard seltzer one of its big selling points was hey no sugar added it's just a you yeah. know it's like your health it's your healthy getting hammered drink but the reality of it is it that that sugar is used to cover up the taste not necessarily to make it better and so everybody's now tasting the super cheap alcohol that's used to make hard seltzers and they're realizing it doesn't taste that good so you may have reached the end at least of market dominance of the hard seltzer world big j did you ever partake did you try one have no, a sip because of one? i don't like seltzer water uh you don't like the bubbly stuff yeah i don't man i can't i don't know what it is i obviously i like carbonated drink like a soda uh -huh. right but i can't do sparkling water the soda stuff the the seltzer i just i don't know what it is man but the taste infuriates my mouth uh, so you were never a fan from the word go. Nope. I never liked the taste of it, which is why I didn't go back after I had one. But just know that maybe, just maybe, the death lock that the hard seltzer world has had on the alcohol at home industry may death be coming lock. home. Uh, now, go ahead. I was going to say, so what's next? That's what I was going to ask. I well, don't know. I mean, I still think that we're, there's a, a, a beginning to rise into market for... Um, the uh, you know the 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 harder drink the kind of like the Jack and Coke for example yeah the pre-mixed pre cocktails, cocktails that are yes. are, are getting more prevalent uh, and they're getting into more different uh, versions of themselves I I totally agree I feel like there's a lot of choice you know the vodka mules out there in a can the Jack and the Cokes that are coming soon in a can there's a lot of different 
pre-mixed cocktails out there that you can now purchase in canned versions or take-home versions that may uh, be the next thing on the list of, of what's hot in the alcohol market space. Which for here in Idaho is interesting because you can go into a regular store and buy those. Yes. Where you where you can't buy hard liquor Correct. in a store, but I can go into Albertsons and buy some of those uh, mixed drinks. And you have actually partaken in these, and do you like them? Do you enjoy the the, the usually the, the like whatever kind of mixture I they mean, put in? I there? haven't really because they're they're filled with sugar. Okay, like nobody's business. Um, so I stay away from that. Again, the reason yeah. why they use the sugar to cover up the fact that they're using really cheap yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. But you know there are actual you know like Jack. Daniels is coming to market. There's the, there's already the Twisted Tea out there. Well, it's very popular, too. And 44 too. No, North uh, now has, you can buy the whole, I forget what the what the shot was, pretty much, or the mixed drink that you mixed the 44 North with. I forget what it was called, but you can get that, too, now uh, together as well. So, so, yeah, there's lots of options out there. That could be the next big thing uh, that goes in there. As always, keep an eye on stuff, drink responsibly, etc. But just know we may be near the end of the road for the hard seltzer dominance anyway, which Big J says couldn't happen too soon. Good right? riddance. Uh, morning after with Nick and Big J. Hey, buddy. You buy a monitor how much alcohol you're drinking on a regular basis. Because even people who drink in moderation could be messing up with their brain experience and their cognitive decline, according to a new British study. Damn. Uh, Drinking as little as two glasses of wine or three beers per week can be associated with some serious drainage of some cognitive series over the course of your life. Now, researchers involved in the study recommended if you were a half to drink, you should certainly keep those to lower levels than three beers a week or two glasses of wine a week and certainly refrain from binge drinking. If you want to keep all your faculties and make sure you are as smart as you possibly can be for as long as you can be, Big J. So keep that in mind. Know when to say when, I remember, is the old advertising campaign, if you will. That's right. But... Three beers a week is not a lot, everybody, in case you're curious. No. Hell, you know people that do three beers a day. Three beers an hour. Oh, no. That person's an alcoholic. Probably. Cameron Young is leading at the British Open after the first round. Uh, he teed off not too long ago, so it is underway. Second round action in Scotland. Tiger Woods still struggling. Uh, doesn't look like he's going to make the cut or certainly going to need some help in order to do that. Rory McIlroy's in the hunt as well as this thing continues. Looks like DeAndre Ayton isn't going anywhere for a while. The former number one overall pick in 2018 uh, did come to an agreement for a four-year, $133 million deal to join the Indiana Pacers, but the Phoenix Suns had 24 hours to match that offer and did because he was a restricted free agent, which means he's heading back to Phoenix at least now. Depends on what happens if he's shipped away in a trade deal or if he's going to stick around. We will see, but he's headed back to Phoenix in the Valley of the Sun, at least for now. Tom Brady, Big J, is talking a lot about uh, him coming out of retirement, what he's going to do, how he's going to handle things. He's already been on, gone on the record and saying, you know, even though he has a contract in place with Fox Broadcasting, that when he is finished playing football, he will join them in the booth. That if things go really wrong in Tampa Bay this year and they don't make the playoffs or are eliminated from the playoffs, he will not join them in the booth. But he's also talking about parenting, Big J, and he says the hardest part about being a parent is having money. 
He says, we got people that clean for us. We have people that make our food. We have people that drive us to the airport. If we need that, we get off a private plane and there's people waiting for us. We get ushered in. He said, that's my kid's reality. And the hard part is say, the hard part is trying to tell them that, hey, guys, this isn't usually how life goes. Uh, and you probably, I mean, it's nice to be used to it, but just know that this, these are extenuating circumstances and he worries that his kids may be a little bit spoiled heading into their future and teen lives, which I guess kind of makes sense. I don't know what any of that's like. I don't think I ever will, but I imagine it's gotta be an interesting place to grow up in to know that like, that's your normal. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, but they're already lucky that at least their father thinks about that. That's true. That is true. I mean, you know, and that, that he says that because you're right. That isn't uh, the way that most people uh, live their lives. And so how do you then uh, teach them that? That would be a really difficult thing. And that kind of, you know, thing can shape somebody's opinions about the world. And that can be a bad thing. Yes. Uh, and under and, you know, at what point do you take that away or show them what the how the other half lives, if you uh, will? I mean, it's got to be a difficult lesson, but, you know, one that because Tom Brady didn't grow up in that atmosphere is probably one that he can at least somewhat teach, you would think. But it also, like, I always wonder, you know, like, how much time, you know, do they really get? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, they have nannies and stuff. Mom's a celebrity, too. Like, he's on the road at least a bunch. He's practicing all the time. He takes this very seriously. He has since the word go. You know, at least he attempts to put in the time which is good but how much time is really spent who knows just hope that you're doing a good job of the time that you spend with them right just hearing you know the relationship that brady has with his parents i i bet he spends as much time as he can with them yo yo but who knows morning after with nick and big j there's your important stuff on the morning after with nick and big j Pop Culture Smackdown. We've got a heck of a morning after prize package here. We're going to throw some stuff at you, some Pop Evil tickets. They're coming here in a couple weeks to the Knitting Factory. And then we've got the Battle of the Bands, July 29th at the Rev Center. You need to be there. You need to support that and decide who's going to open for X-Fest 22 out at the Ford Idaho Center Amphitheater on August 21st. And Hempfest is this weekend, and uh, they drop by some very cool uh, little gift bags to give away. We'll give you one of those as well. Boom, you just need to beat Nick here in Pop Culture Smackdown. It's a lot of stuff, guys, in this prize package for you to be victorious in Pop Culture Smackdown. The incentive is there, is the knowledge. 208-287-1003. Big J's got your questions. Hopefully, you've got some answers. Let's go to the phones, get ourselves a contestant. Hello, The X. How's it going? Good, man. What's your name? Jay. All right, Jay, you're up first. Good luck. Will Ferrell starred as Ron Burgundy in two movies. What was Ron Burgundy's job? The Anchorman. Right. He was an Anchorman. An Anchorman. Not an Anchor Lady. All right, Nick. Uh, Dave, David Hasselhoff started starred alongside of a car named Kit in Knight Rider for four seasons. What was his character's name? Michael. Michael Knight. Right. Take it. Uh, former wrestler and actor Jesse the Body Ventura served as governor of which state? That's to you, Jay. I know I'm. I was wanting to say Wisconsin. How dare you? Is that right? Is that your guess? Yeah. Oh, it's not right. I'm sorry. Correct. Sorry, Jay. Thank you for playing. Hello, the X. Hello. Come in over. Hello? Yep, how's it going, guys? Oh, okay. Oof, man. There we go. Hey, former wrestler and actor Jesse the Body Ventura served as the governor of which state? 
That'd be the state of 10,000 lakes, Minnesota. There you go, right. Minnesota. Eh? Minnesota. Uh, Nick, what is the name of the kingdom where the 2013 animated movie Frozen is set? I have no idea. Um, the kingdom of Ever After. Never seen it. You're, Don't you're, know you're not too about far it. off. Nothing? Wrong. Never How about land? you? Do you know, sir? I have no idea. I've never seen it. Uh, it is Arendale. Arendale? Yeah. All right. The right. name of the kingdom. Now Would you, you know. have known that one? If uh, I asked no. that question on no, the other I wouldn't point? have. I love it. Good but job, it, but Kevin. It's pop culture relevant. No, it so. is. You're absolutely right. It falls within the category. Absolutely Go correct. To hell. I just wanted to know if you knew anything about that movie yourself. We have I've got it. a bunch of stuff to set aside for you. Some Pop Evil tickets, some X-Fest Battle of the Bands tickets, a Hempfest prize package. Please hold on. We will get all that information from you, and we will come back with some lounge at the end of the universe action coming up on the X Rocks. The X Rocks, the morning after with Nick and Big J, and it is time to talk about the lounge at the end of the universe because there's some really cool things happening, as it always does. It is an honor and privilege to welcome back Jen Adams. Hey, Jen. Yay. Hey. It's good I feel to see like your it's face. Been a long time. I know. Hi, everybody. Good morning. Thank Good you for coming you. in. We yeah. appreciate it. You're amazing. Uh, and you, let's talk real quick. I, I want to talk about the cool stuff happening this weekend. Absolutely no doubt about it. But I want to give you a little bit of credit because maybe not a lot of people know that the lounge has been a really good place the last couple weeks to come by on a Thursday night because you're getting some pretty big one-offs. You know, people that are coming and going, they're able to only be here on one night, and that happens to be Thursday sometimes. But there's some really talented people that have come through. So it's an important thing that people always check out loungeboise.com to see who's coming through because a lot of times these are the kind of one-and-done shows that are happening. Yeah, right? and uh, we're, we're talking to some some pretty big names. I don't want to jinx anything, but uh, one of them was on The Office and like okay. played the warehouse manager guy. Oh, hey! So, uh, yeah, maybe look forward to that. Creed and Bratton! <laughs> and, uh, and Thanks, so, uh, I didn't so, know yeah, who but, uh, but, but uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, uh, when we have people that are routed, uh, you know, either to go up to Seattle or, or Portland or whatever, uh, uh, we'll, we'll grab them real quick for, for just a one-nighter so it's uh, and we have a couple on the calendar already so if you go yeah. to loungeboise.com uh, you can look for those bigger names during the week but on the weekend we have some really good stuff too mm-hmm. uh, and this weekend is no exception well done mm, thank you mm-hmm. thank you so much um, yeah so uh, so we actually have a special show this weekend that's called ladies night it's all women comedians uh, I am on the show but it is a showcase style so it's everybody doing about 20 minutes uh, Sarah Raphael is on it um, we've got Leslie Bing who awesome. I actually realized I used to do comedy with an Austin like 18 years ago. So uh, not only was that like, oh my god, you live here, that's so cool. It was like, we are so old <laughs> uh, at the same time. So that was kind of fun. Um, and uh, and uh, Bree Jones is on the show, and then Tanya Cope is hosting it, uh, or is ta- Taco, as we like to call her. Right. Uh, she's so funny, and she's a really great host. So uh, if you want to come out and laugh at a bunch of really, really funny ladies, please come to that show. Uh, we are both nights at 9pm. Um, and and on Saturday, if you come, you should get there at 7 and do the Idaho Pun Slam first. Yay. Then you can just stay for the next show and you ain't even got to pay for a ticket. We'll just let you stay. Uh, and the Pun Slam is really fun because uh, you can sign up for it and it's kind of like dad jokes on steroids. It's a competition. We give you silly prizes and it's uh, it's just goofy and super duper fun. And then if you win or place uh, runner up, then you get in for the tournament, which happens in December and we might give you a thousand dollars in cash so um, that's nothing to bulk at either Uh, and then on Sunday 
We actually have two events. Uh, we have our monthly uh, bazaar. That's not bizarre, but bazaar. Uh, <laughs> tea and tarot. So it's uh, two floors. Uh, the bottom floor is uh, very esoteric down there. There's like Tibetan singing bowls, and they do some yoga stuff. They'll do tarot readings. There's massage. And then on the, the ground floor and outside now, because we're growing, uh, there are a bunch of artists and vendors and uh, people that are selling things that they make, beautiful things that they make, really incredible artists. Um, and Although my daughter did get some really fun elf ears, too. So it's just like kind of all over the place, but but it's so fun. And uh, and the bar's open, and there are showcases of different performances and things. Uh, Star Belly is usually there, so you get some belly dancing and stuff. And then right after that, we have a really awesome band in from San Francisco. Again, they are kind of a bigger name, so we grabbed them on a Sunday, and they're called The Happies. Uh, and uh, it, they've been around for 20 years. Their their music's awesome, and uh, John Hesh is opening that show. He's a local guy. So Awesome. So many things. So many things happening. So uh, we remind you to check out loungeboise.com. It's a great place that you can go for not only an updated schedule that Jen puts up there as soon as an acts are confirmed, but you can grab your tickets there. And then uh, we've talked about this before, but it's also a great place to save yourself some money because you've got the multiple show passes mm-hmm. that are available at the website too. Because, again, you, you pick a day, there's something happening there, so you have a chance to turn these in whenever you want to at the lounge, and they're good for music shows or comedy shows Anything. or whatever, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah, and uh, the five show passes reduce your ticket price to 10 bucks a show so it's 50 bucks you get f- five shows of whatever and some of our tickets are 25 to 40 dollars yeah. uh this weekend not so much uh, 15 bucks for the the comedy show and seven for the pun slam too so if you come for the seven dollar pun slam you get the 15 dollar comedy show afterwards for nada uh, and then our 10 wow. show pass is 80 bucks right now i think we might be raising the price of that but that's 10 shows eight dollars a piece we have chad daniels coming in october and those are 35 dollar tickets so that show pass probably not such a bad idea. Yeah, so check it out. It's all available at loungeboise.com and of course, it's good to see our friend back in studio as well. Uh, our friend Robert from Things and Company Improv who is usually at Lounge at the end of the universe. You guys have enjoyed a little bit of a summer hiatus, but that comes to an end on Thursday. Correct? Oh, I've been enjoying it. <laughs> I might have to come see the Pun Slam tomorrow. $7. I gotta get in. <laughs> yeah, uh, we have an improv show. We have a show next Thursday, so it's not this weekend, right. but um, Sophia Hendrickson is moving to Seattle, and so we're doing Bye, Sophia! Uh, and we're going to do an Armando where she's a monologist, and then we're going to premiere a form that I don't think anybody in Boise has ever done. Okay. It's called the movie. Okay. So we actually improvise a movie on stage in front of you with camera angles and scene cinematic transitions. And yeah, last night we in rehearsal, we did a prison escape film and a horror movie. And so Sophia pitched sequels as part of an octopus challenge where you take a movie... Uh, that doesn't have a sequel and then you improvise one okay so you're going to suggest a movie and then we're going to do a sequel to that movie and in practicing the form last night we did the sequel to my bloody valentine <laughs> my bloody valentine saint patrick's day and it was so good we were so happy with I it i love it i love it that's awesome yeah. and so this is a, a whole new game that you guys haven't performed before like on stage uh the the movie originated in chicago in the 90s the legendary improv group the family came up with it okay uh and then a guy named Paul Valancourt learned it from them and he does it solo uh, worldwide. He plays festivals and stuff and he's a, he's one of the big guys at I.O. And he's done it solo for a long time and I learned it from him about six, seven years ago and it's my favorite form. So since I've been in Boise, I'm like, I gotta get a group of improvisers to be able to do the movie. We gotta get to do the movie because I love it. It's so complex and you're always engaged and it's 
freaking you, you watch and go, oh my god, I just watched a movie on. <laughs> How did that happen? That's, That's awesome. So I'm really excited that we actually get to do the movie here in Boise. Very good. And uh, Sophia has been a big part of Things and Company for how long? Uh, she came in second with Octopus Challenge, uh, the finale of which was end of April. So she started playing in March. So she's a longtime veteran of four months. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll be missed nonetheless. She will be missed. Yeah. She I mean, will be missed. You're doing this for a reason. She's obviously very good at what she does. And yeah. so if you haven't had a chance to see Things in Company, uh, I mean, I know we talk a lot about the different forms of improv and stuff, but it truly is a master class in some of the stuff that's going on and how quick you have to be and on your you have to be in to see everybody kind of work together and in harmony is quite the sight. So checking it out on Thursday is certainly recommended. And then what does the future hold after that? Are you looking to fill Can some I, spaces, do, please? Do I have time to talk smack pun slam? I got two two other events yes. that I want to talk. Okay, so first of all, I qualified for the pun slam finals in January. Okay. Um, so I have to stay sharp between now and then. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I want the best punsters, uh, puntestants in Boise to come out because uh, I feel like um, Mr. T, in Rocky Three, uh-huh. going, why are you ducking me, Baboa? Why yeah. are you ducking me? I'm the best fighter in the world. I want to take a piece of you. Come on, Baboa. I want you. I want you, Baboa. I want you. And I'm like, <laughs> so I've been bugging Jared Stull for months because he's one of the best pun guys in town. I'm like, Jared, if I can't beat you, then what's the point? So show up. And he's still not showing up. All right. So it was a call I, out. I, it's a I call told out. Him, yeah, call I told him, out. and yeah. I told him Wednesday when we did a fundraiser for the zoo that I was going to do it. I'm like, I'm going to call you out on the radio on Friday, and um, so I got to stay sharp. So I'm doing something tomorrow that I haven't done yet. I'll give you a hint. Okay. Last month, um, you draw topics and then you draw again before intermission, and you have a certain amount of period time to write. Um, so I drew. I usually draw last because I'm super polite and I let everybody go in front of me but also tiffany generally lets people go in the order that they drew so i draw last i write through the intermission and then i can continue writing while other people are performing i get the most time i can to write Uh well they mixed it up last month and they had me go first after intermission so i had literally written three okay three puns so i had a list of words and three puns i did the three and tiffany's standing there watching me and i'm like okay i don't have any more material i'll use this word and i did one off the top of my head i use this word she Watch me cross off words and do jokes. Okay. And um, I'm going to do something like that, and then I'm going to make it even harder uh, just to stay sharp. So when Jared finally shows up, I got you, fool. I got you, fool. I like it. Yeah, I way like to it. challenge yourself. I was going to say the confidence. You're like, you know what? I'm so good. I'm just going to handicap myself going into this particular <laughs> tournament and see well, how little, kick-ass little I, can I, I want to build a booth in the back of the room so, you know, like Bloodsport or, or – so I could be Sammo Hung and pace the back of the room and like a kickboxer I could like call my shots where I'm going to hit you from and I just I want to be the villain of the show I love it see you're getting yeah. movie practice in right now too yeah. on top of yeah, it yeah. all see good yeah, yeah Kumite fantastic Kumite Kumite it's going to be a great weekend it starts tonight ladies night it's going to be fantastic you got that Friday and Saturday go see Jen and crew and then of course a pun slam on Saturday as well Jen Robert thank you so much for coming thank in thank always you. great to see you guys Morning After with Nick and Big J. Let's talk traffic. Here's traffic. One final time, here comes the fun that is CB. It's brought to you by Ultimate Heating and Air. Here comes CB. Eastbound 94 is up to speed between Napa and Boise. The connector slows between... Time for headlines on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. (laughs) 
headlines are as follows, Big J. We had the cameras in here. Go Finders off. keepers, don't do it or get hammered. Get hammered. Big J, you want to do a Jaeger shot? I, you know what? No, I want to drink a whole bottle. Well, as good. As fast as possible. Then you have something in common with a man in South Africa. Unfortunately, he died. Is that what you're asking? No, I don't want to die. Uh, a liquor store held a contest that challenged people to what drink. A stupid contest. A bottle of Jaeger as quickly as possible. Whoever could do it was given a cash prize. So the winner knocked off an entire bottle of Jaegermeister in two minutes flat. I got about four seconds into his victory celebration and then dropped freaking dead, bro. An investigation has opened up into the liquor store, so it's almost like drinking a whole bottle of alcohol probably isn't great for your system. Yeah, think about that for a second. Uh, you know, what a great contest. Let's see how fast you can die. Uh, by the way, the cash prize ended up being about 12 American dollars, so he did that all Whoa. for 12 bucks. Man, I have drank an entire bottle of Jaeger by myself, but not as fast as possible. Have you done it in one night? Yeah, it, it was a day, period of day. Time. Uh, 24 hours, you've had a whole oh, bottle yeah. of Jaegermeister? Yes. God, man, I don't, I don't get it. I'll never get it. I mean, more power to you. I just You're think never this gonna stuff get it. tastes like golf medicine. Like golf medicine, like cough medicine. Uh, Something else you need, too, golf medicine. That's for sure. Finders keepers or don't do it? Don't do it. Uh, I did not know this, but apparently, according to a new survey, New Zealand is the second worst place in the world to move. Yeah. According to a new study. Uh, did you know New Zealand was awful? Yeah. How, how did you know that? I just look, it's a tiny island. But some people enjoy that. It's also got Australia pretty much attached yeah, to it. I know buddy. a lot of Kiwis, and all they do is party, and there's a reason. It's because they hate their life on the island. Jesus, harsh burn on like a storm. Uh, they talked to about 12,000 people, and uh, 177 different nationalities live in 181 countries. And according to the list, New Zealand came in second. Despite the fact that it's beautiful, uh, apparently quality of life, cost of living is high, safety is low, financial outlook is low, it's a bureaucracy nightmare. And so that resulted in coming near the bottom. What is the worst place to live, Big J? On Earth? Yeah, if you had to get, according to this survey, New Zealand was second worst. What's the worst? Anywhere in Russia? Uh, nope. Kuwait came in oh, yeah, uh, well, dead last. Especially if you're a lady. Probably not a place you'd want to hang your hat. Wrap it up with finders keepers. Uh, you got to save that money for a rainy day. And apparently a New Jersey man found about $2,000 that was hidden in his porch in his home that was built in 1934. Rich Gibson moved there uh, when in about uh, 10 years ago, started re renovating his porch, and he found the rolled up clump of cash. It was dated back with a note to 1934. Uh, by the way, if you had to guess how much was $2,000 worth in today money back in 1934? I'm going to say 30 grand? More than that, 43,000. Oh, wow. It's the equivalent of burying $43,000 in your porch, and he has it. I don't know. I mean, I guess that money is his now, right? It would have to be, right? Who else is, could it be? I don't know. I mean, maybe if there's family, you know, that are still related to the person that once lived there in 1934. And you find it, why do you tell anybody? Uh, it's a good question. I don't know. Uh, but maybe there's uh, some people have morals, Big G. I know you're not familiar with the concept, but uh, it does kind of eat at them. How long has he owned the whole house? He bought the house 10 years ago, re re renovated the porch this weekend, this last weekend, and found the money. And a note saying it was from 1934. Yeah, after 10 years, I think you're okay. That money's now your money? Yeah. I mean, it, they left it in 1934, so there's that too. Morning After with Nick and Big J. You're up to date on all the things. We will give you a chance to win some stuff with us with Bad Impressions. That's next on the X Rocks. <laughs> 100.3 The X.
Yeah, Bad Impressions brought to you by the Idaho Center pre-owned Superstore, Treasure Valley Subaru, and pff, a badass morning after prize package here. Tickets to Pop Evil, they're coming here in a couple weeks to the Dating Factory, July 29th at the Rev Center. We have our Battle of the Bands to find our opener for X-Fest 2022, and we've got a Fest. Uh, grab bag of goodies for you as well. All of that if you can figure out bad impressions, and you will have to earn it this morning. All right. Big J says it's going to be difficult. Do you have what it takes? 208-287-1003 is the phone number. Big J's got three clues around somebody famous. Figure out that famous person, and we'll see if you can grab this pretty big prize package. Hello, the X. Hey, this is Mike. All right, Mike, you're up first, man. Good luck. Anyone remember me as Freak Show and Harold and Kumar go to White Castle? <laughs> no, of course not. Uh, I started as I started as Nick in a really bizarre but funny show on FX called Happy. It was on the Sci-Fi Channel, but okay. Oh, was it high- what? Yeah. No, all right. Uh, uh, the majority of my uh, career, I've starred as Detective Elliot. I've starred as Detective Elliot Stabler on Law and Order SVU. Oh, Stabler, huh? Stabler. Yes, yes. Elliot Stabler, detective. I hope you got it, Mike, because everybody else gave up after the clues. They, but, they, all the, but the prizes. I think it's just a difficult one. Come on, just look up one of these things on your phone really quick. Mike, people. Big J wants you to cheat. Do you have the answer? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Good. Whenever you're ready. <laughs> yeah, what is it? Oh, jeez, I don't know, man. I don't. All right, Mike. Thank you. Uh, nobody remembers Freak Show? Hello, the X. No, nobody remembers. How's it going? Good, man. Uh, who is Big J trying to be? Uh, Christopher Maloney. Yeah. <laughs> now, did you know that, or did you have to look it up? No, you looked it up. Oh, no, I Googled that really yeah. fast. Good job, my but friend. Even your statement is like, I don't know who this is. <laughs> Hang on one second. We'll get some information from you. And why is the gentleman nobody's ever heard of in the you'll, news? You'll get to see a good portion of him if you open up the internet today, because it's all over the place, thanks to uh, Ryan Reynolds' uh, company Maximum Effort, who put together a uh, an ad campaign for Peloton. <laughs> Christopher Maloney, who stars as Detective Elliot, uh, Elliot Stabler in uh, the SVU show, and he's been on, on several other pretty dang good shows. Uh, he is uh, doing this commercial for Peloton, uh, and uh, he's completely naked doing exercises. Of course, they blurred out his bits and parts. Uh, it is hilarious and creepy, and uh, it's got a heavy lean on the uh, Law & Order SVU thing at the end, which is hilarious. So check it out. It's just a commercial, but they're having fun. And if you want to see him fully nude unblurred you can watch oz on hbo max because he is very naked in that show multiple times over well, i'm glad you've so got a, a not, good lineup of that well i'm telling you. you all i'm saying is uh, christopher maloney has never been shy about showing his body no uh, and so uh and listen if you got one like that why the hell not right big J? yeah he clearly uh thanks to peloton works very hard to keep in that body in shape let the world see it uh there's your bad impressions we will wrap up the show here next on the x rocks <laughs> Is corn worst is on its way. And that's going to wrap up the morning after with Nick and Big J for this Friday and this week as well.
Another great day. Thank you very much to Jen and Robert from Lounge at the End of the Universe for popping by talking about all the cool things happening uh, tonight and all weekend long and the Things and Company show happening Thursday there at the Lounge. Check out loungeboise.com for all the information. We reminded you this morning that Weekend in Bernie's is just a movie. It should not be attempted in real life. It would smell gross if it did. It does not work out for anybody if it's ads involved. Uh, but we do have a couple of things you got to be aware of. Number one, Big J out and about a Team Mazda tomorrow at the Caldwell Event Center for the indoor-outdoor sale. Make sure you pop by 1 to 3 and then 5 to 7. Going to be out at Boise Hemp Fest. It's taking part in Julia Davis Park Hemp Fest 2020. So come on out for food vendors. Lots of fun. And, of course, us broadcasting live from 5 to 7 tomorrow night from the Boise Hemp Fest at Julia Davis Park. That should be cool as well. Leaves you with the floor, Big J. Yeah, Boise's uh, getting pretty big for its britches. And um, uh, as uh, you know, a lot of the major markets see a lot of times you have uh, events happening on the same day that, you know, really you wouldn't think would happen on the same day. We have that same situation here happened this morning uh, where uh, we didn't get a chance to announce this, but Gore is coming uh, with uh, our friends in Crowbot and Light the Torch and happening the same night where Xmas, uh, Xmas Bash in October on October 6th at the Knitting Factory. So And my birthday. Same yeah, and same. whoa, man. You'd be bouncing all over the place. Uh, that Gore show at the at the Rev Center. So uh, that's uh, that's a pretty big deal. It's happening more often. Yes, the, you, there are lots of shows coming to town. Some of them happening on the same days. Decisions will have to be made. There's no doubt about it. It makes us a little bit like we get upset when that happens just because it's like, oh, man, we really would like to go to both those things. Yeah. And we can't because we have to kind of choose from one. But uh, obviously everybody's in that exact same boat. So just know yeah. that it's uh, one of the things with everybody touring at the exact same time. It makes it very difficult. Sometimes things happen uh, on multiple days. Same things happen with our X-Fest, if we're being honest. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's a lot of shows happening that day, the same day as X-Fest, and decisions are going to have to be made. Uh, and that's why uh, the only right decision that day, however, is X-Fest. Is that correct, Big J? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Just making sure. Morning After with Nick and Big J. That's it for I'm us. company man. Jason Drew next on the X-Rocks. <laughs> The Morning After Podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.